cliffcentral.com. Let's turn our attention now to Dr. Hanan, and this is one of my favorite things about a Monday. It's time for It's Going to Be Okay, Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who's a renowned psychologist, head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. So we wanted to talk to Dr. Hanan for a little while now about this Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation. And I'm sure if you saw anybody over the weekend, you spent time with friends or family or anybody, frankly, you would have had a discussion about Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. It's all anyone's talking about right now. So we wanted to ask him what he thinks going is going on there. And also to look at the ingredients for a healthy relationship, because we can see from them that that is an unhealthy, unhappy relationship deteriorated very, very badly. So, Dr. Hanan, nice to see you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. Long time. The last time I saw you, I think we were in T-shirts. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels it feels like it because we've missed out on a couple of episodes with you because Mondays have been public holidays a couple of weeks. So, Doc, right. um, I, I kind of laid it out already that everybody's talking about this Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation. It's so embarrassing, and, you know, I think about it, and and I, I I do think part of this is just because we're obsessed with celebrities, and we like we like watching an accident, you know, we like rubbernecking, we like seeing humans behaving so despicably towards each other, because it makes maybe the rest of us who are not doing that, even if we've got other problems and we're not perfect ourselves, makes us feel, oh, at least we're not as bad as Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, you know, her taking a shit in his bed, or you know the way they talk to each other, or the way that they both. <laughs> Or the way they're both acting for attention on TV. I mean, it's awful, right? It's awful. Um, the a little bit of confession. The I knew we were talking about this today. So the first time I did a little bit of research, <laughs> was actually last night about ten o'clock. Uh, I didn't spend a second on this. It's but but. <laughs> I couldn't get off my screen between 10 o'clock and about 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was actually unbelievable yeah. stuff that I saw. Yes. And it's not normal. It's absolutely abnormal. And I can tell as a psychologist, I see couples and they, in the confines of these four walls, they reveal pretty much anything and everything and their deepest secrets that they would not reveal to the real world. And the stuff that I've heard over the last 20 years I would say even pales in comparison to what I saw what I saw on TV or in this trial or so, so, in their relationship. So just it's just crazy. To, so so for context purposes, we're not weird for paying attention to this. It is very bizarre and these two people do seem to have an enormous amount of malice for each other and, and their relationship is clearly a disaster. Yeah, clearly. It's a, it's incredibly abusive on both sides and uh, and the one one takeaway for me is that men can also be in abusive relationships, physically, emotionally, intellectually. So it went both ways. You know, the Me Too movement highlighted uh, more maybe towards the woman's side, how mm. women are being abused. But the truth is it happens the other way around too. But that is a disaster of a relationship. Uh, there was no – certainly there was no communication. Certainly there was no trust. Certainly, there was incredible amount of physical and emotional and intellectual abuse, <laughs> which uh, obviously they, you know, sometimes in relationships, two people are just not compatible. Yeah. You put, you know, you put uh, two people that don't get along or p two people that just cannot. Obviously, these are smart and creative individuals, but they could not find a way 
do for common ground, for common communication to get to the same point. And I guess what would be valuable is for people to understand that there are specific ingredients mm. for a healthy relationship. So specifically, there are seven things that people need to have that Depp and who did not have in their relationship. The first thing is communication. And right. maybe we'll break it down one at a time. Okay. But communication, there's trust, there's common and shared values, there's intimacy, there's attraction, there's compromise, there's a feeling of being desired, mm-hmm. and there's agreement on a, who contributes practically to what. But the first two that I always advocate when I see couples, always, 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 this is always a starting point, is communication and compromise. So if I see couples that are not prepared to compromise, this is my way or the highway, this mm. is my way, or I don't want to be here, that is the proper definition of abuse because now you've got way too much leverage <laughs> because now you're executing the, well, if you don't do this, then I'm walking, then you have to do this. And in a relationship, remember, there's no such thing as win-lose. Yeah. It's either you both win or you both lose. So I always tell couples, you know, when you negotiate, always try to leave the conversation with a balloon each. Because if you leave with two balloons and your partner leaves with none, then yeah, you win, well done. But the relationship loses. So there's always an element of compromise. Usually it's uh, not 50-50, sometimes it's 80-20 the one side, sometimes 100-0 the other side. But there's always, and there should always be an element of compromise. So when I see couples in the first session, Probably in the first two minutes, yeah. I ask them, are you willing to compromise? And if the answer is no, then I'm done. I've called it off many times with couples where I don't see them for a second session because they're not prepared to compromise. It's just a waste of their time. It's certainly a waste of their money. It's certainly a waste of my time. So just remember, there's always an element of compromise. And remember, we've said this on the show many times. Yeah. The difference between adults and children, one thing, one concept that has really helped me is that adults understand that the moment you commit to a position, you have to sacrifice something else. It comes with sacrifice. Commitment to a position, commitment to a goal, marrying a position mm-hmm. comes with sacrifice. Children want it all. Adults understand that the moment I want to lose weight, I have to sacrifice the chocolate cake. Yeah. The moment I want to be married, I have to sacrifice being single. The one moment I want to live in South Africa, I have to sacrifice uh, living or anywhere else. Children want it all, but it doesn't work that way. You have to understand that whenever you commit to a position, whatever position you commit to as an adult, you have to let go of something else. Sometimes it's not the question of what do I gain, but which option do I lose less? And it is what it is. So, That's how life works. So when you watch these people um, who are celebrities who have had a huge amount of success, look, obviously they haven't been told no a lot in their lives. I mean, you can see with both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, these are people who've been coddled. They have people who've got yes, yes men around them the whole time. Uh, they probably think more like children than they do like adults because there's very little in the world they can't have, right? So they probably get used to just getting whatever they want. And then they end up in a relationship. They end up in a relationship together. And I think it's also valuable to say that as much as people seem to be willing to take sides on this, that Johnny Depp is no angel either. I mean, he abandoned his wife and children from a previous relationship to be with Amber Heard just because she's maybe really, really attractive and really sexy and really exciting and really different and really interesting. And then he regretted that almost the moment that it had begun, like a kid 
who will eat chocolate cake all day and then later on in life regret the fact that they have type 2 diabetes. You know, there, there seems to be there seems to be quite a lot going on here that is illustrative, at very least, of the the worst of human excesses when people live in this tremendously privileged universe that celebrities live in. And we're also enjoying it more because these are celebrities. These are people who we always think, oh, well, they, they're better than us. They're richer than us. They're better looking than us. They have these incredible lives. Everybody wants to, to, to do whatever they can for these people. And then when we see them deteriorate in front of us in a courtroom and we see how badly they behave when the doors are closed and the cameras are off, it makes us feel a little bit better. It's a bit of schadenfreude. For sure. You know, I want to tell you something. The, uh, linking it to even being parents, um, one mistake that parents make, and one, let's start with the goal. The goal of one of the goal of parenting is to really train your kids for the real world. Hmm. And a lot of parents don't allow their kids to fall and to trip and to feel disappointed and to feel hurt. And that's part and parcel of life. Those are the rules. Of life, you're going to fall and you're going to trip and you're going to get hurt and you're going to disappointed. Mm-hmm. And when you mollycoddle your kids, you don't actually train them for when that does happen. So when it does happen, they feel completely overwhelmed because they don't know what to do. Those are the rules of life. Right. And when it comes to celebrities, because they have a lot of power and a lot of money, which equates to power, they get they get a taste not of the real world but rather a made up world a fantasy world so to speak because they can have what they want they can uh, uh, have the chocolate cake and lose weight so mm-hmm. to speak they can live in Cape Town and live in Joburg so to speak mm-hmm. but the reality is that relationships have specific rules of life there's specific rules of the game and if you don't obey by the rules of the game. You fall. You know, there was a uh, the the richest man in Japan. It was about eight years ago. He climbed. He went hiking and he climbed a mountain, and he wanted to take a selfie. And he took a step back and he slipped off the mountain, and he fell like thirty meters. And guess what? He died. Hmm. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, gravity <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> There's still rules of nature, and in relationships. In relation, it's exactly the same. doesn't matter how much money you have, how much power you have. The moment you break certain rules, the rules of relationships, if you break them, relationships break and fall apart. You've got it here. You can't just because you're – do you think your relationship cares that you're a celebrity? Do you think your relationship cares that yeah. you've got all this money and power? No, it if doesn't. If you aren't here to healthy communication, if you don't adhere to healthy compromise, if you don't adhere to – to healthy negotiation of values, then your relationship is going to fall apart. And these relationships, so-called celebrity relationships, where they've learned that I can get away with pretty much anything, well, the relationships doesn't work that way. There's a comment here from somebody. Um, Johnny Depp has never claimed perfection, and his abuse of childhood framed his response to this, together with his substance abuse, which he never denied and has worked on. So I don't think he was using those as excuses, but those are obviously complicating factors, right? And we know that a lot of people who are tremendously successful, if they have demons in their background, if they if they have a, a bunch of skeletons in the cupboard, those are going to come out when you're not happy, when you're when you're under pressure. Yeah, look, uh, your childhood definitely makes an impact on your mechanism and your patterns today. So naturally, just to give you an analogy, if I get bitten by a dog when I'm six years old really badly, 
I'm not going to just fear that Rottweiler that bit me. I'm going to fear all dogs mm. uh, later on in life. My patterns of avoidance, my pattern of engagement, my pattern of com- uh, confrontation is going to be impacted by my childhood experiences. And the moment I have a negative experience, as in this example of the dog, is that that my negative experience gets generalized, my fear gets generalized. So if a woman, God forbid, gets raped by John, the the belief or the goggles that she's going to wear is not John is bad. Yep. It's going to be all men are bad. Uh, if I get bitten by a Rottweiler, it's not just that Rottweiler that's bad. It's all dogs that are right. bad. The fear and the avoidance becomes of everything. So sure, your childhood definitely affects your patterns. But remember, what was right for you when you were growing up with the rules that you learned and the patterns of engagement that was were right for you when you grew up mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's right for you 20 years later. So perhaps when I was six years old, I had a certain rule set. For example, don't cross the road without holding mom and dad's hand. Mm-hmm. That was completely appropriate when I'm six years old. At 42 years old, it's no longer appropriate. <laughs> and if I hold on to those rules, well, I'm just going to be dysfunctional. So you remember as an adult, you have a responsibility to adapt your patterns to what is appropriate for right in front of you right here. So, Doc, one last thing, because this is where your, your professional expertise really comes to bear. I've seen a lot of people talking about the diagnosis that the psychologist gave for Amber Heard, that she has both borderline personality disorder and a histrionic personality disorder. Can you tell us what those are and, and how, how rare they are, how common they are, whether you think that you agree with that diagnosis? Yeah, so it, it, the truth is if you, if you had to go through a, a, a psychiatric diagnostic book, which is actually this thing, we call it a DSM for short. Yeah. You have to go through the A's right through to the Z. You would look at the symptoms and something magical happens. You open it up and you go, oh, my God, I think I've got this. And yep. then you go to the next page and you go, I think I've got this too. And then you go to the next page. And then before you know it, you realize that you've got bits and pieces of everything. Yeah. We could fit to, into many different things, but specifically for borderline personality disorder, BPD, or histrionic personality disorder, it's very rare. The personality disorders are very severe. They affect the way that you engage with yourself and the way that you engage with the world extremely. Mm-hmm. They're very severe. They're on the other side of the scale into the severity and extremity. And they're, they're just dysfunctional. But one of these things about personality disorders is that they're very well hidden because the person that has them generally is incredibly manipulative and can hide it. You would meet that person. Uh, I will see them in practice and you would think this is a very nice person. This is a very kind person. This is a very social person. This is somebody that I could go to a party with, that I could engage with. But behind the scenes, they're incredibly destructive and they look for stability on a roller coaster as opposed to looking for a party on a lazy boat. So they <laughs> internally, they just going through a hurricane and they search for stability, which can't happen as opposed to be stable on the inside yeah. and look to enjoy life uh, with that stability. So it's incredibly, it's incredibly rare. It's not very common, but it's incredibly destructive. And having seen them both uh, during this trial, I mean, what, what, are your, what are your takeaways, not just in terms of the relationship stuff you've already told us, but in terms of what kind of people these are? I mean, are these, are these regular, you know, run-of-the-mill people? Is there a piece of, of those people in all of us, or are we, are we better than them? I mean, this is what a lot of people are thinking. 
Yeah, no, the truth is, I mean, it is extreme. If you look at the totality of the relationship, it's not normal. It's completely abnormal. But there are bits and pieces of uh, of us in them. You know, I saw I saw it at one o'clock in the morning, and there was a a, a video of Amber Heard. She looks like she was doing cocaine doing a trial <laughs> while she was <laughs> on the stand. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, it's it's an it's an amazing video, and it's there's a part of us that goes, man, that's brave. That is brave. Oh my God, I'd love to tap into that bravery. I might not like to do cocaine, but I'd love to tap into that bravery. <laughs> so there's bits and pieces, almost like a fantasy. Like I wish we had the bravery and the guts to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I'm sure we can pick up bits and pieces of things that not only fantasize about, but things that we, we vow and we think that are completely inappropriate. Mm. But uh, it's entertaining nonetheless. Well, it's going to continue, and I'm sorry that we've dragged you into this now because you had a perfectly happy life before we made you aware of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and we said to you, we'll talk about this, and now you've gone down the rabbit hole. So, you know, we're probably going to be talking about this for weeks now. No, no, everyone, so now at least I can say I've, I've, I've seen it, I've watched it, but I'm not touching it again. It's just like one of those one of those staircases that you can't get out of. Well, that's also good advice because we don't want to spend our whole time being voyeurs of other people's lives and not doing anything about our own, right? It's not gonna. Absolutely. It's not gonna make you better. Absolutely. All right, Doc, Absolutely. Thanks again. It's right. uh, it's nice, nice to, to talk. It's nice to talk about something that we can all um, watch on TV or can see on the internet. But um, next week we'll probably have some more real problems that real people are dealing with, not these celebrities. If you want to get hold of us, all you have to do is send us an email: contact at cliffcentral.com. You get a free session with. Dr. Hanan Bushkin, and if you want to, uh, you know, get him to help you through something that you're going through, um, and you can also be anonymous. You don't have to be uh, out there with your name and everything else. You can let us know, and we will put you in contact with him, and you can come and have your therapy session, and maybe help a whole bunch of other people who are also going through the same thing. Cliffcentral.com.